All right, welcome back. Very exciting. Lions playing in the NFC Championship game this weekend. It's still, still pretty surreal to say. And the organization opening up the doors to Ford Field, even though team is in San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Uh, and you'll be able to watch the game with with thousands of other Lions fans. And it's sold out. And I think it go, just goes to show you that Detroit is on a historic run. And these fans want as much of it as possible. Ellen Trudell is the corporate communications for the Detroit Lions in Ford Field and joins us. Ellen, it's good to talk with you. Hi, how are you doing, Chris? Thank um, you so much for having me. I'm great. Um, it's obviously an exciting time for the organization. It's an exciting time for Ford Field. Um, I don't know that it'll be quite as loud as the last couple weekends, uh, but but you're 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 giving you're opening the doors up again and letting fans come in to to check out the game at Ford Field. I think it's great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, some pretty big shoes to fill after our wild wild card and divisional round uh, playoff games, considering. Our decibels were um, in the 130s for both games. Um, and we'll have about 20,000-plus uh, fans in the mm. building, which is obviously less than our 65,000-plus for normal game day. But I think it's going to get pretty rowdy and electric in here. I think fans are palpably excited, and I can't wait. Um, I'll be here, and I can't wait to see uh, the fans come out. And, and to be able to do this in the city of Detroit while our team is on the road um, is is super exciting. And the fact that tickets sold out in minutes yeah. um, when we went live with them, I mean, incredible. I, th- this this feels like historic for so many different reasons. And even being able to have this watch party is a part of that. And look, it's, it's going to be different. It's not like a normal game day atmosphere. Obviously, there'll be a lot less people there. But but what went into that decision? Because I, I would imagine that when you're considering opening the venue up for uh, for, a, for a game that isn't happening there, um, you, you zhuzh things up in different ways. You, you, you make do in different ways. Um, what, what, are the, what were the considerations when going into that? Obviously, the demand's there. But in terms of the nuts and bolts of it, how did that all go down? Yeah, no, that's a great question, and and I think what's really interesting, and and I have to give immense kudos and props to our entire operations team here, our events and marketing team, everyone that went into making this decision, because to be honest, we really pulled uh, what is an actual, uh, another game day after two two, uh, postseason games in a row, which is so exciting and unbelievable, but then we were like, we got to do something for the fans. This is the perfect opportunity, so we pulled it all together, and we're really going to have an, at this watch party, we're going to try to emulate that Lions home field advantage atmosphere as much as possible. Um, We're having a power hour presented by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, like we do on game days, for the first hour and a half that gates are open, so we'll have those food and drink specials that if fans have come to our games during the regular Mm -hmm. and postseason, they can expect to have that. We'll have um, the live inter- uh, live band at Social Light Gate D like we normally do during Power Hour. And on top of that, um, we are actually giving two giveaways to all of our fans, including a pretty pretty sweet uh, rally towel. It's different than the one that we gave out um, at our divisional round game. It's it's a it's a little different and it's it's pretty cool. I, I got to preview it today, as well as a commemorative print poster by artist Rich Pellegrino. Um, we we posted it on our. 
Ford Field Social channels uh, yesterday to give a little sneak preview. It's an amazing print. So we're giving both of those giveaways to all fans that are coming to the stadium. And then fans that will be here for the watch party can expect um, our Detroit Lions entertainment teams. So there will be performances by our cheerleader. Rory will be there, our Detroit Lions drumline. Um, we're going to bring in those pyrotechnics and, and streamers that – those fans that had the ability to come to our postseason games uh, have come to know and expect. So we're we're trying to make it as much as a game day atmosphere as possible. That's cool. Is there going to be a Fox camera there? Are they going to be yes. able to, to pipe in and, and show the, the crowd during the game? Yep, absolutely. We, um, they're on site, I think, already right now as we speak. Good. Um, so the broadcast will definitely be featuring the watch party, hopefully for some big moments of celebration. No doubt. Uh, Ellen, great stuff. Uh, congratulations to the entire organization. I know it's a very exciting time, uh, but we got some more work to do, so let's get back to it. Yeah, thank you so much, and go Lions. Go Lions. That's Ellen Trudell, uh, the corporate communications with the Detroit Lions and Ford Field. Great stuff. Uh, as always, and look, the fans are rabid right now. They want more. They want, they want to win, and uh, and certainly being in Ford Field for a game like this uh, definitely helps the vibe. All right, I want to get to a couple calls here. John's in Windsor. Windsor he's been holding tight. What's up, Johnny? Hey, great show. I just want to give my two cents. I'm driving my Honolulu Blue F one fifty down Telegraph Road. Atta boy, John. Going to pick up. Going to pick up my edibles for Sunday. But I just want to say, this team reminds me so much of Chuck Daly and the bad boys. Like, yeah. Chris, you have your people figure out, other than the quarterback, how many players on the roster haven't seen playing time in the last four games. I'm willing to bet it's less than two. We Every, every Lion has a job to do. They come in, they do their job. I'm not saying we're going to win the Super Bowl, but we're going to be there, man. There's, there's no doubt in my mind. And, and and I just want to get your take on it. And I'm glad I got to talk to you today. You know who I am. Yeah, John, like, John, I, I appreciate it. Truck says the line's going to win. Yeah, look, John, I mean, you know, for me, it's like, you're right. They do do their jobs. The thing about, I mean, you go back and look historically at Detroit championship teams. And they are gritty. I mean, you know, hockey with the exception. I mean, everybody in, in hockey is gritty. But, I mean, you go to the, the – the even the going-to-work Pistons, right? Th- that was a team of guys from around the league that weren't superstars that ended up beating the Lakers or almost ended up beating them again for back-to-back championships that went to six straight conference championship games. I mean, they were just gritty, and they weren't – a team of all-stars when they were assembled. But by the time they were done, they were. And it, it it feels very much like that with this Lions team. It's a good comp. Because, I mean, there's how many pro bowlers? Five pro bowlers on this team? couple all pros? I mean, yeah. This is, this, it's not, we're not L.A. We're not, we're not in some of these, you know, tropical oasis cities that, there's a million. I think Dan Campbell said it the other day in his press conference. It's like we don't have the beach. We don't have, you know, surfers and whatever. We have snow and it's cold and it's hard and it's it's a tough town. And it's a blue collar town. And so I think our teams always end up kind of emulating the city and emulating us as a community. 
And so when Dan Campbell came in and talked about biting kneecaps, it resonated with people. That's why, like, right off the get, right off the rip, people liked him. And this team absolutely has taken that identity. When your star wide receiver is crossing the middle and getting lambasted by, you know, linebackers, um, that's a really tough way to make a living in the NFL. But Amon Ross St. Brown, who's arguably a top three receiver in the league, does that. And not all number one receivers would do that. But a guy that is brought up under Dan Campbell, under Brad Holmes, is able to play that way. It's it's very interesting stuff. Um, all right, we got to take a break. We'll get you caught up on a couple of other stories. Lions, big day today. We will continue that. We'll open the lines coming up in the 3 o'clock hour as well. A longtime Lions fan joins us for some perspective. Got a lot to do. Don't go anywhere as we continue on JR Afternoon.